I got lazy after the break, left my heart out in the rain. Watch the rest, watch the pain fleek until my youth washed down the drain. I don't need you to sympathize, don't want your shoulder, got two of my own. But since you asked, I'll take that ride. Could use a good woman to take me on. I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. I learned a thing or two from school, one or two that I recall. But the greatest thing of use is how to sleep under the stars. And I've been searching like a dog for the scent of home when home is gone. And I'm walking in a fog, now I need a good woman to take me home. I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. Someone to take me home. Someone to take me home. Someone to take me. I've made tracks in many towns And I've met friends who've met my needs I get up when things get down But these damn blues drag at my knees I'm something borrowed, something blue I'm something old like a country road But my heart would love to know you I need a good woman to take me home I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. I've been walking on a rope that's tight, the only light by firefly. I'm thumbing on a road tonight for someone to take me home. Someone to take me home. That's Ian Sherwood live at Folk Music Ontario for Folk Roots Radio. Ian is our special guest in the studio. That is the song Firefly, a live version of that. And it's a single from his latest album, Bring the Light, 
which was produced by Daniel Ledwell, who's been doing some phenomenal work in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian, it's great to have you join us today. Yeah, thanks, Jan. This is great to be here. Tell us a little bit about the new album, then. Uh, you must be pretty pleased with the reception it's been having. I certainly yeah. had a chance to play a few tracks on Folk Roots Radio already. Yeah, and thanks for that, by the way. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's been going really well. I mean, you never really know with these things, right? You do them and then you send them off like little paper boats into the world. <laughs> you sort of, you hope they make a name for themselves. And, and uh, it's been great kind of seeing the reception come in from, from fans and from other people who've been listening to it. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's as good as it can hope for. But, you know, when I, when I wrote this record and we recorded it, it's probably, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but it's, it was probably the first time I made a record without really thinking too much about how it was going to be received by a lot of other people. Like this really was a record that I just wanted to make with the people I wanted to make it with. And and not to say that I, you know, was compromising myself at all before, but I mean, my priorities maybe changed a little bit with this one. And, and I just had some things I needed to say and I needed to put them on a record. And, and so far people seem to dig it. Now this is album number five. Uh, a lot of people will know you from your Live at the Hive album. Which is uh, actually which, six. That which makes is six. six. Yeah, That's yeah. So right. five studio albums and a live album. Yeah. yeah. And that that was the album that I think won the 2013 Canadian Folk Music Award for Songwriter of the Year. Uh, contemporary, contemporary singer. Contemporary singer. Yeah. I get confused with all that. It's yeah. a, me too. Yeah. yeah. It was. It, it's a wonder it, I still remember. Yeah. It won an award, which it was the, the main thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 That was. I mean, that was kind of a really unexpected. That again. That was. You know, it just sort of goes to show that when, when you do things for completely the right reasons, good things come. And, and that was another case of I, I just had some singers that I wanted to sing with and I had a piano player I wanted to play with and we just wanted to do a record. And we wanted to do a live record because so, I mean, there's there's a certain element of a live show, especially those shows that I do, that you can't get on on a, on a studio record because there's no banter and there's you don't have the audience there. and. And the energy I feel as a performer is, is so much different on on record as it is uh, compared to when I'm in front of a, an audience. And I really wanted to have something that kind of captured that rapport back and forth. And uh, and and live at the Hive, I think did just that. It was, I mean, it was, I was like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like like uh, down to the wire. Like I really had no idea how that was gonna come together. You know, because we're like an hour before people. Are, showing up or folding chairs and making sure that, you know, everything's kind of set in place. And then, you know, we just had a really awesome night by the end of it. We were going to maybe do it at a club, like maybe, maybe Hughes room or a place like that. And then it just ended up that, you know, Tim who had the recording studio also had an office space upstairs. And he's like, it's, it's really easy for me just to drag this equipment and wire it all downstairs. And, and they took all of the, all of the furniture out of the office and, and turned it into a studio you can see it online there's a few videos on on my webpage that you can see they turned it into a really nice little space and we crammed a bunch of people in there and it was so much easier and so much better and people showed up too that was the only thing we were worried about maybe people were like oh well i know where Hughes room is but where's this hive place in the east end and, but they did they showed up and and uh, yeah and the rest is cd history take us back to the early days of your music because i think you Guitar was not your first instrument, right? No. You started with saxophone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, actually, I started with ukulele, but I don't really talk about that very much. That was that was a bad relationship. The first instrument that I took serious was was the saxophone, and I started that in junior high. 
And, it, you know, to get going on a saxophone is actually not that difficult compared to a flute or clarinet or oboe it's, it's, or violin. It, it's actually, you can start making a sound pretty quickly. And, uh, and I think that, that kind of spurred my interest in it. And, and in high school, I fell in with a bunch of people who were better than me and, I wa- and were very encouraging. And that just sort of made me kind of grow and come up to the level. And then when I was in university... I just started hanging out. I wasn't going to university for for music. I was going for economics. And then I met a bunch of other musicians who were doing kind of the same thing. And we we all just sort of got each other along. And and then I decided to not do economics and do music instead. Uh, And that's, you know, that kind of turned into what it is. I mean, it's a a very long story. I'm not going to bore you with it of how I became a songwriter as opposed to just a saxophone player. But, But yes, saxophone was first. And then came guitar and songwriting. And you still play sax on... I do, yeah. I, I'm playing it tonight, actually, at FMO here. So uh, it, it shows up in my showcase and shows up in my show once or twice a night. I wish it was more, but it's hard to sing and play sax at the same time. You know what I mean? And and I do a lot of solo shows, too. So uh, I have a looper that I use that lets me bring the sax in for every now and then. But yeah, I mean, I'd love... Uh, when I get hired to be just a sax player on a blues gig or something like that, it's the best. Love it. So the new album, you mentioned studio album number five, Mm -hmm. is Bring the Light. Why don't we play another live song from that? Yeah, okay. This song is called Dig That Hole, and it's a tune that I started writing it about a year and a half ago, and then I took it into uh, a songwriting workshop uh, at the East Coast Music Awards, and they had a guy in, Ralph Murphy from Nashville, a great songwriter. He wrote a bunch of hits. And he, uh, he helped me reshape it, and he said, now nah, you should do this, and you should do that, and that will you know, you know, bring the course in a little earlier. And then as soon as it was all over, I just changed it back to the way that it was. <laughs> Ralph is really, he's a really talented guy, but for, for whatever reason, it just sort of sat better for me this way. And I got the idea for it from, uh, from Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. There's a, a line in that play that goes something like... Uh, I went in the jungle a boy, and I came out a man. But he was a young man, all he did was laugh. He left his home, never looked back. Made a lot of money, getting dirt on his brow. Oh, but he wouldn't have dug so deep into what he knows now. Back then he didn't even know Back then he didn't even know There were demons looking for him in that hole You gotta know How deep to dig that hole You gotta know Where to dig to find your gold You gotta know You're going in young and you're coming out old This fast life's a one-way track don't slow down, you don't look back. There's only one way out, you gotta dig that hole. And if he was hungry, well, he wouldn't slow down. Oh, there's a dirty old devil right behind him now. Yeah, he'll grind you down to dust and stone, picking his teeth with one of your bones. Well, he had fever, he wouldn't leave it alone. Back then he didn't even know Back then he didn't even know There were demons looking for him in that hole You gotta know How deep to dig that hole You gotta know 
bit of dig to find your gold. You gotta know you're going in young and you're coming out old. This fast life's a one way jack. Don't sort out, don't look back. There's only one way out, you gotta dig that hole. Oh, you gotta love this smile. Yeah, you got a lovely laugh. Keep it in the sunshine. Because the money, the money never lasts. And I gotta know how deep to dig that hole. Now I gotta know where to dig to find my gold. I gotta know I'm going in young and I'm coming out old. This fast life's a one way track. Don't turn out, don't look back. This fast life's a one way track. Don't turn out, you know that, Jack. There's only one way out. You gotta dig that hole. That's Ian Sherwood live at Folk Music Ontario for Folk Roots Radio. That is Dig the Hole from his new album, Bring the Light. Ian's our special guest in the studio. Tell us a little bit about the album. Did the recording process go pretty well? I mean, yeah, it went great. I mean, Dan Lebel's a, you know, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for years, and uh, and I had I really wanted to make sure I worked with him eventually. And this just kind of ended up being the right time, and he had some space, and and I was looking to kind of stick closer to home, and and he lives, you know, maybe fifteen minutes from my front door, so it was it was fantastic in that way, just logistically, because I could carry a little lunch bag and you know, go to work basically from nine to five or 10 to six or whatever and be home in time for dinner. And it was, uh, in that way, it was amazing. But also Dan is just a really talented guy and he has great sounds. And we share a similar sensibility, I think, a similar sense of humor. So it's not, it wasn't difficult to hang out in a room with this guy. And we we basically did it ourselves. We, we brought in a drummer and we brought in a, a few singers uh, but that's about, and one person played some, uh, some violin, Kinley Dowling played violin. But aside from that, it was, it was me and Dan playing everything. So it was a lot of work every day. Like we, we were always in the studio, always playing, always coming up with ideas. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it kind of tainted me. I don't think I can ever do a record another way now. Cause it was just so much fun. I get the impression that you've got very comfortable, you know, managing your own career. I mean, you, you know, if you go to your website, iansherwood.com. It seems very clear to me that this is someone who's very in control of uh, where they're at, you know, with regard to their music and, and their career. I just wonder, you know, you mentioned how you moved from economics into music. I just wonder whether starting off in something else actually helped you get a good basis for the business side, because mm. it's challenging making a living as a, as yeah, a musician. Absolutely. You know, I think that that's possible. I mean, economics is it was something that I was interested in, so I suppose it kind of carries over. But it, it's it's just almost impossible to say whether or not that had a lot of influence on, on... I mean, you can always do better in your career. I'm always trying to do better. I actually now have... I have a manager, uh, Steve Kenny, uh, who just in the last few months we started working together. And uh, and I have uh, a really great agent here in Canada who helps out. And, and I have, you know publicists and radio people and that all that stuff which is really important to kind of move your career forward because it's it's impossible as an independent artist to do all that yourself you just can't even if you were as good a radio tracker manager agent as all these people you can hire there just simply is not enough time to do all that and to be creative and and i'm a family man too i have two kids so it's it's just 
it was just unreasonable for me to, you know, it got to the point where I needed to bring people on and, uh, and I found the right people at the right time. My my folks are not musicians. They're they're people that really have their stuff together. My mom was a nurse, and my dad uh, works in computers. We had a, a very structured childhood growing up. My sister and I. So I think that probably helped a little bit. Like my my dad is never late for anything. Like never late. Like he would he'd have to drive me to school in the morning, and he would leave without me if I wasn't ready. He would, and I would have to walk to school, and because uh, he was not going to be late for work. And so that's the kind of, you know, household I grew up in. And those are the kind of ethics and morals and, and compass that, that was given to me. And I, and it's hard for me because at my core, I am not like that, but I understand the importance of it. And I think that has helped me conduct business in a way that at least meets the standards of most people in the music business. And as far as live performance is concerned, I think you mentioned earlier that often you're touring alone or maybe yeah. with someone else and- yeah, I mean, I do a lot of I do a lot of solo touring. Uh, I've I've worked hard on a solo show uh, to have you know harmonies and saxophone and guitar in it and uh, and to be engaging. And I I mean I really enjoy the solo shows because I can go in any direction I want. You know, I can I can cut songs from a set list. I can you know pull one out that I haven't done in a few years and just sort of see how it goes. And 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 I love that aspect of doing a solo show, which is harder to do with a band. I mean, I did have a band at one point where we were almost at the point where we could do that because we've been playing together so long. But the logistics of what I do and where I where I play just it's not it's not viable for me to to drag a, a few people around the country and around the world with me. And uh, so I got, I put together a solo show that's really comfortable and really great fits in a suitcase <laughs> and one hotel room and one small rental car. So that's uh, yeah. But I do also have a band that I put together for some larger shows too. And that's probably mo- mainly closer to home or mainly. I, big I mean, gigs. yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I've got a band for this show that I'm doing here at FMO, uh, two singers and a drummer. But still, half the showcase is me on my own solo, and we're doing two songs with the band as well. So there's always a solo component in, in what I do because uh, it's not only is it easy, but it's also just a large part of who I am as a performer now, and I, I can't just throw that aside like it's it's an important part of what I do and and it's different and it's a different show for people when they see it so I always make sure I have it in there we're taking advantage of the fact that you did bring your guitar yeah and I think we're gonna dip back into the catalog and a, a, a tune that you you play often in your live show well you know what I used to play this song all the time and then I put it away I, I went through a little bit of a phase uh, a year and a half two years ago where um, I really, I wanted to reevaluate what I was doing. I was getting kind of bored with the stuff that I was doing and the way I was writing. And, and that's sort of, that's actually what spawned this new record is the new, a new writing. And uh, so this song kind of went in the trunk for a while, but it's a fun tune, you know, and I, and uh, I don't know, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's kind of fitting. I, I wrote this song at a, at a uh, uh, very early on when I was doing a lot of playing at, at OCFF and FMO and I was living in Ontario and I wrote the bulk of it at a bus stop in Edmonton in the middle of winter feeling like things weren't really going my way because the bus was late and it was so cold and um, in fact uh, things do go my way a lot and, and for most of us they do because it's a first world problem to just be sitting there waiting for a, a bus so uh, I wanted to have a song that would kind of keep myself in check so I wrote this one it's called uh, The Short End of the Stick I saw Jesus yesterday 
He heard all about my troubles. He said, I'm sorry, man, but I never thought I'd go this way. I've given you no reason to believe, but you're still here on your knees. You make a fine living at the short end of the stay. Well, my wife said, tell me something. You must have seen this coming. I've been cheating, man. I've been playing on you for so long, yeah. Well, I got down on my knees and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm a free bird now that the ball and chain is gone. And I saw Jesus yesterday and he'd heard all about my troubles. He said, I'm sorry, man, and I never thought I'd go this way, no I've given you no reason to believe, but you're still here on your knees. You make a fine living at the short end of the stay. Well, my wife said, tell me something. Ooh, you must have seen this coming. I've been cheating, babe. I've been playing on you for so long, yeah. That was the first that I just sang. Oh, I don't mind ever singing again. Man, at the short end of the stay. Whoa, whoa, I saw Jesus yesterday and he heard all about my trouble. He said, I'm sorry, man, well, I never thought I'd go this way, no. I've given you no reason to believe, someone you still here on your knees. You make a fine living at the short end of the stay. You make a fine living at the short end of the stay. Well, no, you make a fine living at the short end of the stay. That's Ian Sherwood with a live version of Short End of the Stick for Folk Roots Radio today at the Folk Music Ontario. With some very different lyrics in it, too. (laughs) Great to, to have you join us. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to iansherwood.com, and there should be everything you need there. Uh, and if not, you can just write me a message uh, through the website, and I can answer any question, hopefully. Now, obviously, the new album has just come out, Bring the Light. Can you talk about short-term, long-term plans moving forward? Uh, yeah, in the short term, I'm going to do a showcase tonight and, and hopefully uh, kick it real hard with the band and, and enjoy the rest of the weekend. And then onward and upward, and I'm over back in England in the new year, um, hopefully over in Saskatchewan uh, a little after that. Uh, festival season's coming up, and yeah, so it's just, it's just kind of hitting the road as much as I can. It's been absolutely fabulous having you join us. We're going to finish with a song from the album itself. Remember, that is uh, Bring the Light. What are we going to play? Uh, this is a tune called Only Human, which is a, uh, it's, it's a love song, and it's a song about... Uh, the persistence of love, uh, despite maybe all the things that can get in its way. Ian Sherwood with We're Only Human from the album Bring the Light. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. And I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again. Thanks, Jan. Unsuspecting wanderers 
to helplessly romantics Cupid's game and the violence of his bow Two smoking mirrors cross our hearts How are we to know? For all we do We're only human We're only human For all we've grown Take their love, will I? 